0: He's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way
2: I see it, this should be a very dynamite show.
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal Nest no Sex Appeal. My name is Captain Tanil. With me, as always, is Kenny Blankenship and Vic Romano. And we Hello. watched Miami Vice, the longest movie in the world. Thank you so much, Alex.
1: What? No, this was Parker's idea.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Chris. So uh, Miami Vice is based on a television show, I think. I wouldn't know. I've never I, watched this
1: show. Dude, Vice. dude. Okay, hold on. But Press pause. There's an episode of Miami Vice that you need to watch. It is required watching. It stars one James Brown. It is one of the most bonkers things I've ever seen on TV. Set aside the 50 minutes. Just trust me on this. I uh, should have right. watched that instead. Yeah, Damn it.
0: Maybe th- all right. Well, we live and learn. Uh, I'll I'll make sure to do that. I'll. Jump there's that there's down. also
1: I believe a two episode arc where the bad guy is one Gene Simmons. So you know if you got <laughs> how did you weekend, keep like doing this, <laughs> Gene dude? Simmons filmography, dude. Miami Vice is actually real good. Not the movie,
3: the but
0: show. <laughs> I'm sure and there's like, is.
1: there's like way less of it
0: than you'd think. It's like two seasons long. And like Michael Mann was involved with it, right? He helped create the show. I think I believe so. Yes. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, and I think you're a fan of Michael Mann. Do you like... Uh, what, are, what are those other movies off the top of my head? It's just like um, all Black, Black Hat. Black, Black Hat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you, see you seen Black, Black
2: Hat? Because I have not. Did he do Heat? He sure did. That's what
0: I thought. Yeah. All right. Uh, did Parker?
1: Heat, Manhunter, The Insider. A lot of very good
0: movies. Collateral, and yeah, then, yeah. you know. <laughs> this. And then also other movies. <laughs> yeah. Parker, do we have any news for this week? You know, we didn't up until
2: this afternoon. (laughs) So I wake up, stretch, it's nice and cold out, it feels, you know, I've spent months and months in this god-awful Texas heat, it's finally cold out, things are looking up, open my phone, have a message from my good friend Alex, it's a link. Cool, I love clicking links and reading content. And the headline I see is, Marvel's She-Hulk finds its head writer with Rick and Morty scribe. And then you scroll down and it says, Jessica Gow won an Emmy for pinning Rick and Morty episode Pickle Rick. And a lot of things went through my mind. Because, <laughs> like, the initial read is staggering. And then you realize, wait, the Pickle Rick episode won an <laughs> Emmy. And then the world <laughs> starts spinning. <laughs> and- Next thing I know, I'm sitting on the toilet, like, just gripping the shower next to me, just trying to get my
1: faculties about me. Like, surely I'm still asleep. (laughs) Isn't it it great how the Oscars are a complete joke and still the best of all the major award shows? Yes. because the real
2: slam dunk in all this is like just yesterday Kevin Feige was like oh by the way all those Disney Plus shows are going to show up in the movies later so you have to watch them so good news (laughs) Pickle Rick Scribe bringing She-Hulk a Pickle Hulk into the multiverse of madness can't fucking wait to be dead
0: who's going to play play She-Hulk is it going to be the lady from uh, Terminator Dark Fate yeah sure she's an enhanced human <laughs>
2: Linda Hamilton is no, not
0: my mother <laughs> and I love her she's in no shape to me uh, I don't even remember her name Mackenzie Alexander or is that a viking safety? uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright any other news cause that was pretty good oh good no disagree yeah yeah all right i mean Uh, you know what i didn't realize is that
2: disney plus launches tomorrow because i opened my phone and saw check out episode one of the mandalorian tomorrow and i just held my heart the powerhouse of the cell shut up (laughs) up. (laughs) because i know disney plus is going to be in this house because i got to win some good boy points here let's be honest come on now (laughs) you got to be tactical with the content you can put on oh yeah i'd love to hang out but hey don't you want to watch Leroy and Stitch or whatever the fuck it's fine <laughs> better movie they're all on there just you know what oh good
3: sometimes
0: oh my God. you just need quiet people time next next week's episode Song of the South <laughs> damn it you beat me too I was taking a drink <laughs>
2: like just realizing that for seven dollars I can inflict all of this damage upon
1: you is it seems worth it honestly and Don't forget, it's bundled with ESPN Plus, so you can read Todd McShay's mock drafts. That so was good. This is value
2: added, as they say. Just being able to roll the dice on, like, hey, Chris, you like movies from the 50s? Here's Uncle Buttfuck's Apple Picking Farm. Enjoy, it's 95 <laughs> minutes somehow.
3: And there's a racist was, uh, crow, figured out. <laughs>
1: we were. I, I was talking to to friend of the program, Repick, the other day. We were having a conversation about you know the athletic and how they charge for uh, you know other articles and stuff. But it's like good content. Yeah. And and I was like, meanwhile, on the other hand, you've got ESPN's paywall, which is just some mock drafts and a Kate Sith for all 32 teams. And <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best way to explain ESPN Plus. That's
0: actually uh, that's pretty on point.
1: Oh my god, I forgot. ESPN Plus means you get, uh, fucking, uh... The NFL Countdown with Chris Berman. Alright, oh.
2: so I'm absolutely paying $7 yeah, now. It's, it's worth it. You could not add more value to this Dieg. package. I get to circle the wagons and watch The Return of Jafar. Y'all, <laughs> it's popping off. Three Return of Jafar.
0: <laughs> watch Pocahontas 2. That's my brother's favorite Disney sequel. I don't know why. Uh... That's where she goes to the New World, which is actually England, so it's actually Old World.
1: Oh, wow.
2: I got
0: rid of all all that weird made-up American stuff. (laughs) 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 I have no idea why he likes it. (laughs) I look forward to asking him. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Do you want to talk about the Black Christmas trailer? Because I saw it today, and I hated it.
2: Oh, you had not seen it yet? No. Oh, buddy. Do you like how it shows 18 different twists in it?
0: Yeah, it just, well, that's the thing is I, I was thinking about that, because uh, I actually yelled out the theater, oh, come on, where it shows that there's, like, a cult involved, because it is like, oh, so it's kind of going to be a little but, bit like, I a wonder, scene. I
1: wonder if we're going to beat God in this movie, too,
0: yeah. but that would have been, <laughs> fuck <Yeah>. you, <laughs> you put me through so much. So, <laughs> Greetings. I mean, so here's the thing. I think they have to show it because otherwise there is no reason to watch this movie. No it's one a slasher original... movie on Christmas. What are you talking about? No no one wanted to watch the original Black Christmas. No, no one did. No one wanted what? to watch the remake that came out in, what, 2006?
2: That no movie one... is... Oh, i is... uh, I heard it's... Horrendous. It
1: Chris, <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but also I did not need to see a trailer to watch Thanksgiving. So... Black Christmas two thousand six is delicious trash.
0: No one in the world is no one wants to see this movie. Come on. I wait. don't
2: wanna see most of the things I see, but here we are.
1: I watched Crypto. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Alright, so how'd you feel about whichever Hemsworth brother that was?
0: William, we'll get to that. We'll get he, to it.
1: He's really good,
2: I gotta uh, say. A lot of range. <laughs> Fuck me. What a
0: week! Yeah, all right. Do we have any jerks of the week? <laughs> well, okay. Tell you uh, what. I, I, go ahead, buddy. Uh, we could we could go ahead and skip, I guess. I have I,
1: I, I have a jerk of the week, but it's just bald 49ers coach. So. <laughs> all right, well, here's the thing. Future head coach of the Dallas Cowboys.
2: Right. I'll take it. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> So, in doing my research, I listened to a podcast called Blank Check that I very much enjoy, and they were talking about Miami Vice, and they turned me on to something I wasn't aware of, which is that Colin Farrell had a sex tape leak that I did not realize was filmed while he was filming Daredevil, so in the sex tape, he just looks like Bullseye, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen (laughs) in my life (laughs) He doesn't have the tattoo, but he's just completely bald with that fucking goatee. And it it's the funny thing. You see that in a bare dick on your screen. It is fuck. So, you, you can't. So the manage.
0: so my jerk of the week is the jerk I'll be doing to that sex tape later. Correct.
2: On. You read my mind, buddy.
0: All right. You, I, me, and everyone but Joel. Oh fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Alright. So I have uh, I have a keeping it, What goes wrong?
3: Oh, fuck. <coughs> Listen, you communist son of a bitch.
0: Someone on Twitter said that the main girl, Elisa or Elisa or whatever, from The Shape of Water, someone said that she's racist. That's my one keeping it what goes wrong.
1: Because she fucked a fish?
0: No, because there's a. she works with a black woman and she tells a black woman what to do without in sign language or something. You don't have like, to read these things. I don't... I, I It came across my screen, and I was just like, and I immediately scroll away from it.
1: You guys yeah. really just should be on Twitter, you know. That, You're right? probably
0: right. So, just... I am definitely right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get into what we watched recently. Now, first one here, Alex, you, you like longer-form television shows. I know you like Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, stuff like that. <laughs> so, <Big> <laughs> <fan>. <laughs> I watched a movie that was... <laughs> Not really a movie. It's more like a, you know several episodes of television. That oh, was Stephen of... King involved with this one? No, he wasn't. Very <laughs> close. Uh, it's about 10 hours long, so it might as well have been. Uh, oh. It's called Decalogue. It's a Polish thing, and each episode is based around one of the Ten Commandments. And this thing has like been critically acclaimed up and down, and everyone really likes it. I think it's all right. It doesn't really grab me. The thing I notice more than anything else is Polish guys have really, really lousy hair uh i do like the final episode the final episode is really good it's that shall not covered your neighbor's positions or something like that i don't know and uh, he it's all about like collecting stamps and they really want this other guy's stamps and I, it's actually like every of every one of the other ones is like really bittersweet and kind of somber whatever this one's like a dark comedy and i don't know i kind of like that one so uh if you're going to sit through all of decalogue wow. you can look forward to the last episode uh, next one I watched is a movie I've never seen before, but I kept seeing it in like the video rental store by my house, and I was always kind of curious about it. It's called Airheads. Uh, it's part of the Brendan Fraser uh, oh, filmography. that movie. Oh,
2: oh yes. yes. That movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. that just... Uh, next week's episode be dazzled. Anybody? <laughs> let's,
2: I'm going to write that down. Yeah, <laughs> Add it
0: to, to the list here. Like, at, Flaccid is go. on there as well. Uh, Airheads is alright it, it didn't really knock my socks off I guess it's somehow the second best Adam Sandler movie I've ever seen Uh, Brendan Fraser's great at it Uh, as he's great in just about everything that he does Hold um, on, hold on, back up, what's first? Uh, Hotel Transylvania Of course, continue yeah. What would what would your number one be?
2: Rain Over Me <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Uh,
2: that's good it Took me a second to remember it, but... It... That was did all really my mental faculties at
0: work. There, did you really think that I was going to mess with a Zohan on that answer? <laughs> I, it was, it was in play. It I was in play. You got,
1: you got some, you got some opinions over there. I,
0: I've no, I've 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 watched a lot of his really bad stuff. I haven't seen a lot of his acclaimed stuff. I haven't seen the Wedding Singer, for example. The,
1: the correct answer is Happy Gilmore.
0: But the, it's um, fine. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so.
1: What yeah. the fuck? I
0: know. Um,
1: All these okay. times we've been talking about Shooter McGavin, and you just don't know what's going on? No, I know who Man. that is.
3: I, I, just, I just got so movie.
1: fucking... I need to pace around the room. Can y'all <laughs> take, take a quick five? I oh, well, to... it's crazy that Parker managed to get six extra wins in the game of games this week, and now Chris is
0: the loser. I <laughs> yeah. love to see it. It's about hockey or something, right? Anyway, I'm he's so in this I'm so angry. Too. And, uh... Actually, I, it's also got... Uh, who's that guy who played Garland Green and Con for mm-hmm. the oh. face. Do you not know
1: Steve Buscemi's
0: name? I forgot his name off the what top of my head. This? I'm not great with names.
1: Like, he said that, and I was going to say Steve Buscemi, and I'm like, theres he must mean somebody else. He must you have just, said that. I, I forgot his name.
2: I am not good thing. with names. And then said Garland Green. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've seen that movie a million times, and I keep forgetting Steve Buscemi's name. Uh, what yeah, the he's... fuck is happening? <laughs> my I mean green. So the movie's about hard rock and heavy metal, and uh, it's actually I, I I didn't love it, but uh, some jokes work uh, better than others. Um, it it mostly it's it's all right, but I I have to tell you I I think you can kind of uh, ignore this one. It's it's not something I have to give like a really strong recommendation for. It it kind of works as a comedy, but everything else in there is just I don't know. Parker, you mentioned something about people being really obsessed about one little thing and that's like their thing that movie works for this if i was a little bit more into heavy metal maybe i would have liked this movie a lot more and i don't know it's just not me i'm not really that into heavy metal uh like movie i like music from like the 1800s so next one i watched
1: yeah like frank zappa yeah
0: next (laughs) one i watched was the last starfighter uh have you guys seen the last starfighter i don't
1: know how i haven't I, like, know that I have, but, like, I can't remember a thing about it. Maybe no, you I, was, really young I don't saw saw see it. bits as a kid, it's, but I, it's gone. It's in the mental bin next to Lost in Space for me.
0: Yeah. Future I, oh, God, oh, that oh, fucking God. movie. I'm going to just go ahead and write that down
2: write real quick. Down. Here. <laughs> write that one down. Write Lost <laughs> I'm in Space. just going to pencil that in. I got some doozies picked up. <laughs> Pretty out, cool like, how I've
0: seen Lost in Space and not Happy Gilmore. So uh, The Last Starfighter is <sighs> its fine a movie for babies. Uh, it just Present. Yeah, it really doesn't work. I mean... It it looks fine enough. A lot of people said, oh, the effect in age. Well, it's like, for 1984, these were really impressive graphics, if you want to, you know, go that route. Last performance of Robert Preston, who I liked a lot in The Music Man. Uh, This feels like it should have been bigger than it was, but it also feels like a little bit of a ripoff of Star Wars. And it's not... for, For a movie about a guy getting a high score on a video game and then getting abducted by aliens and drafted into their space army, and then he goes off to war, and then he defeats the intergalactic empire, and then he saves the universe it still feels and like not fucks much. an alien and the alien dies no nah, he wishes it it kind of feels like nothing really happens in this it feels so small so i can't really give the last starfighter a very good recommendation maybe maybe it's better if you grew up with it or if you watched it when you were younger and then forgot about it like alex
2: oh wait a second uh, this isn't wing commander never no, mind i've oh, never commander. fucking seen this <laughs> 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 fuck this this is not have freddie prince jr i don't care <laughs> and right. matthew lillard as todd maniac marshall i'm just gonna write that down on the list by the way
1: go out yeah just whenever whenever you're ready for that one yeah, yeah i'm just gonna you write said the magic word it. which is matthew lillard i just,
3: yeah.
2: i already wrote down hackers don't worry about right, it there we go
0: <laughs> uh, the next one i watched is a movie I'm, I'm pretty happy to talk about it's called the naked gun files from police squad alex you said that i would probably like this movie and i mostly liked it uh, i think it works for the most part there are a lot of jokes in it i kind of like the shotgun approach to jokes uh, especially when most of them work out a couple of them don't and uh, i think my biggest thing here is i still prefer the original television series because the characters are a little bit funnier there they're playing it a little bit straighter in there whereas in here leslie neilson leslie nielsen's making like goofier and goofier faces and you can just see the moment where he's starting to become mr magoo not a future episode and <laughs> nah. I, I don't know he takes I, two <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know I, again some of the jokes just really weren't, weren't working for me a little too much uh, reaction faces um, it kind of felt like maybe a little bit too much slapstick or something but when the jokes work they really work I really liked his scene as an umpire where he calls strike three before the, the ball even hits the mitt I thought that was really funny uh, it's it's a good movie. Uh, I can give it a recommendation. I, I think it works well, but again, watch the television series instead. Uh, next one, uh, Parker, one that you watched but I don't think you mentioned on here is a movie called Parents. Uh, oh, yes, I
2: sure did. You did mention it? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh. There's not much to say outside of randy quaid Man, makes it work whatever the fuck randy quaid is doing in that movie
0: <laughs> so uh alex if i can tell you about parents parents is uh, a 1989 movie and it stars a young boy i think it sort of takes place in the 50s right parker yeah or at least it's intended oh,
1: your to. kind of movie okay
0: you'd think that um no this is the kind of movie that uh who who's the uh the villainess in uh, uh, the kingsman 2 she would enjoy this movie
2: Oh, Jesus, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that poll? Elton John? And <laughs> yeah, It is 1.30 no, cool in the an morning, mess. and you're going to, no.
0: <laughs> so, Get out of my face. <laughs> so, it's, it's not a bad movie. I actually think it kind of works. Uh, it's about this uh, family, a mother, father, and a young son, and they move to suburbia suburb beyond 1950. And he's, I don't know, I guess he's scared of the dark or whatever, and his father is Randy Quaid. And it is implied oh. throughout the movie, the son certainly thinks so, that his father is a cannibal and as time progresses in the movie it becomes a little bit more clear that he probably is the Campbell. It's never like said explicitly that he is but he probably is and the only reason this movie works as parker said is because of randy quaid uh it's a certain performance where i don't know what it is i don't know how to put it into words but he it's this sort of like menacing quiet and he doesn't even frown or snarl or anything but the face that he makes and like the shadows that play on his fat, chubby face are just like Oh, he's probably gonna eat my arm so
2: you know how in the shining like from frame one you can tell jack nicholson is gonna fucking murder his family yeah, it's, from it's frame one,
0: one there's no doubt in my mind that he is eating those people uh it's again I, I actually think it works a lot of people work that into it and i don't think it's like gonna set the world on fire or anything but parents for the most part is a pretty avant-garde horror movie that for the most part is uh, pretty interesting uh, i like the way that it's filmed i like the first nightmare sequence where he falls into the bed which you know, with all the blood and everything, I thought that was really interesting, and it it seems kind of realistic the way that people talk. There's not a whole lot of movie bullshit reactions. I think that people are a little bit more uh, patient in real life than they are in movies sometimes. So, uh, the next one I watched is a movie that I've been dying to get to. And Parker, I think you watched it before I did, although I could be wrong. I actually uh, got time to watch My Friend Dahmer, uh, which is based on the oh, yeah. comic book. Uh, I ended up. I, a while ago. Yeah, I actually ended up uh, loving this one and I don't think anyone else did and I think everyone else found it to be a little slow and not much happened. He doesn't kill anyone in the movie because it's actually more told from the perspective of Brad Baxter, the guy who actually grew up with him and if, if Jeffrey Dahmer had any friends, I guess uh, Durf would have been his only friend and i think the reason that i like this movie is because it's almost courageous in how uneventful it is it is simply describing events that happened with jeffrey dahmer and if the movie has a thesis and i think it does it is that jeffrey dahmer is not tremendously different from any one of us and that's what makes him so scary is that uh, he is a human being and humans are capable of this sort of evil and uh, I, I don't know. I really liked it. I thought the performances were great. It actually starts as uh, Durf, the main guy. It's the, it's the son from Hereditary. So it's nice to see him in something else.
1: Ah, uh, yes. The Boston Bomber. <laughs> <Shut up.
2: laughs> Man. Wait, have you not watched that yet? Oh, okay. I'm right there. Hey, hey, we hey, might, hey, we hey, might hey, do hey, an episode hey, on to hey, Say, I'll be honest hey, with come you. Come on. I don't. I remember. even for the Super Bomber. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh my God, you're right. I remember being lukewarm on it I don't remember exactly why Cause it was Again nothing over a Nothing year much ago.
0: happens I, I mean it's the most Like Exciting part of the movie Is when he catches a fish
2: It might be a case of I wanted it to be Something else yeah. And that's not the movie's fault I just It left me cold From what I remember But it's I've watched a lot of garbage since then, so it's kind of I, I also like dumb. the fact
0: that it didn't play a lot of music. It doesn't tell you how to feel. It's it's a movie about Jeffrey Dahmer in high school. You should kind of know how to feel about some of this stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. I think uh, I think for the most part, the movie works. So uh, I recommend the book uh, before watching the movie, uh, or rather instead of watching the movie, but I it works for me, even if it doesn't work for anyone else. The next one where I'm going to be mentioning a book instead of a movie is a movie called Bad Moon. Uh, this movie's nowhere near as good as anyone says it is. I can't believe people recommended this to me. It's another werewolf movie, and this time there's also a dog in it. That's that's actually so what's am good. To say. I'm sorry. So read the the book is uh, based on uh, the movie is based on a book called Thor. It is not about the cop. Huh? No. Huh?
1: <laughs> Which Rick and Morty ep- uh, writer wrote this? One? <laughs>
0: No, actually, what makes the book interesting is it's from the dog's perspective. The the dog is just like oh good.
1: No, that's, that's an opinion I care about. No,
0: that's actually kind of uh, it's, it's a different way of looking at it because it's like okay, I'm pretty sure that the uncle of this family is a werewolf. I don't know if I need to protect the family from this werewolf or respect him because he's like the alpha male sort of thing. And like hey, that's kind of interesting. And here there is nothing interesting. It's uh, Parker. Do you recognize the name Michael Pare? Pare something like that. Apparently he was in a bunch of other horror movies. And... Oh, so, that guy.
1: So, yeah. uh, would you say this is better or worse than an episode of Rugrats that shot from Spike's perspective?
3: Worse. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> Give it Spike, man. Pers- be a black how white. do you pull that so quickly? <laughs> it's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, the next one I watched bored the hell out of me. The next had one I nothing to add. The I, I didn't have much to say about uh, about Bad Moon, anyway. Uh, I, was throwing, I was throwing you a fucking life raft, dude. Don't worry about yeah. it. Thank you. Uh, the next one I watched is called Baby Blood. Uh, baby Blood bored. <laughs> I... Ah,
1: yes. The horror movie and the baby geniuses
0: in uh, Yeah, you know, Parker made a silver joke. It's like, so is Moriarty just covered in blood or something? No, 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 no. This movie is it's a French movie. time to movie. find
1: out what Beauregard makes his
0: burgers out of. Yeah, this movie is a French movie, and I made the mistake of watching the French I'm version. Out. I should have watched the American version, because apparently the demon baby in her womb is actually voiced by uh, Gary Oldman, which, uh, gotta hear <laughs> that the, version. Hold the phone. Not the name I was expecting to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, So
2: just, uh, search for this here. So
0: this is post-Sid and Nancy <laughs> Gary Oldman man yeah
2: so these are some names i don't yeah. know how to pronounce
0: yeah she That's has a hard pass. quite a body on this anyway uh next one i watched is uh an indie movie called the evil dead i got to see this at the Alamo draft house restored in 4k uh i love it as much as ever uh the only thing that was kind of kind of weird for me is i think they restored some of the music parker i asked you about this uh apparently there was some music that had got cut out of the original version and they have since restored it i think i prefer the original version without all those strings attached to it because it's just feels a little bit more realistic i I really like the original evil dead the very first one i i like it even if it's cheap even if people think it's cheesy now because you can see all the hard work that went into it and boy those effects are so much better than i remembered every single time i'm like wow for 1981 and a budget of about five dollars that really was just an incredible experience so i really like i also every once in a while i'm reminded of some of the funnier scenes uh uh the scene where ash is pretending to be asleep and his girlfriend like takes the necklace from him and is like ah stealing from the blind eh which is very much a three stooges line and uh the other one where after several of their friends have been killed he goes up to uh scott and is like don't worry scott we can get out of here you me and shelly oh wait not shelly <laughs> i i don't know i i think this one's really really good i i still say if you're going to watch it you should watch the evil dead absolutely watch the evil dead but also watch the making of any other like little making of featurettes you can get your hands on watch those it's always like the most entertaining behind the scenes thing i've ever read in my life or or seen in my life then i watched the exorcist 3 um about time (laughs) right i'm Uh, excited uh, for the most part, I liked it. I certainly, it's certainly my favorite Exorcist movie. Uh, correct. Although that in is terms the correct pu- opinion. In terms of pure comedy, nothing's going to stop uh, Heretic 2. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will spit out that leopard. <laughs> cherry tomato Fuck on his bike. Fuck that goddamn
3: movie. <laughs>
2: Speaking of the longest movie ever made, holy Jesus. (laughs) Let's
0: get back to Exorcist 3. Uh, So, George C. Scott, father of Dennis Hopper, in my mind, uh, is in this movie, clearly on his last legs, but still... The angriest
2: angriest detective I've (laughs) ever seen in my life. There are no less than four instances of him just screaming at people.
0: If he was 20 years younger, he could have played Harvey Bullock in the Batman movie. Oh my god. Yeah. Definitely want that. Anyway, he's a lot of fun to watch. It also has uh, Father Karras from the original movie, who does not appear to have aged very much in between. Uh, I don't know why they didn't get Max von Sydow, but uh, they probably could have had him return as a ghost or something. Uh, For the most part, it actually was having a little bit of trouble keeping my attention. I was like, I I turned off the games and I was I really wanted to watch this because I wanted to like it. I had heard really good things about it, not just from you guys, but from other people. And I think it was right until Brad Dorf got on screen. I really, really like Brad Dorf in this. Uh I think he is just giving a fantastic lights out performance. And uh the movie should have had a little bit more of him in it, I think. And I liked it a lot until I got to the Exorcism scene, which uh I should have done without that. Studio mandated. Yeah. <laughs> you have an Exorcist movie with no Exorcisms. It's not okay. supposed to be an Exorcist movie, it's supposed to be called Legion. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, but guess what?
2: <laughs> William Peter Braddy Exorcist directed. made a lot of money, so here we are. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, apparently, John Carpenter was originally going to direct. Oh God, damn it! Don't yeah. just tease
2: me <laughs> with things like that. Uh, oh, then it would have made no money and ruined his career again. Probably.
0: All right. Then I watched The Naked Gun Two and Wait, a Half. This
2: I need to talk to you about that jump scare and how it shook me to my core.
0: All right, tell me about it.
2: I did it not fucking get you when he just walks out with those scissors behind her because holy christ oh i actually that whole scene i is th- so that's good. the
0: thing it's like i thought I, I i thought it was coming because otherwise that scene wasn't going to be going anywhere you know it's just like at some point scissor man's gonna come out you know
2: because i love the fake out and you're like oh, okay i've seen a horror movie got it yeah well and no, I don't know, no, the fake out was pretty fucking shots.
0: The the, the fake out was pretty good too because that guy like yells when he wakes up and she screams and all <laughs> shatters fucking glass. Uh but when he comes out the music helps it out too, and he comes at her too. I've
2: yeah, it's and it's such a quick cut, just immediately he's there for what, all of two seconds? And then yeah. cut, done. Uh, What a good fucking movie.
0: One of the things that I liked about it so much is that it'll use stuff that in any other movie maybe you'd laugh at or maybe you'd find corny, but in this it just kinda works for some reason. When Father Karis just starts roaring like a demon, he says, I do that rather well. Like in any other movie I'd laugh at it. In this it it kinda works. When Brad Durf does uh, does, like that uh (laughs) that male castrato voice or something, I just or whatever. (laughs) I I thought it worked in the movie you know it, it just seems to uh, to work for this so again it's got a lot more going for it than it does for the original so that's my hot take don't watch The Exorcist watch The Exorcist 3
2: I had the same thing as you where I put it on like I've heard good things this is pretty good so far and then as soon as he gets in that cell with Brad Dourif I was like I'm gonna sit up now
0: that's really when the movie it's got on. really good all of a sudden yeah that's definitely my favorite scene in the movie and again Brad Dourif's performance is just the one that it's gonna stick with me through everything and he's been in so many other good movies like the Child's Play movies All seven (laughs) of them, buddy. And also, what was that fucking alien movie with him? Buddy, he he was in one of those alien movies.
2: Way more specific.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but he played some really gross guy in an alien movie. I was just like, oh yeah. Again, (laughs) lest I repeat myself. All right, then I watched the Naked Gun Two and a Half: The Smell of Fear, which is. again starting to lose me a little bit here uh if it had been a little bit more like the original like television series i think i would have liked it more it's still a little bit too much slapstick but there there are some really great moments in it so i still can kind of recommend the naked gun two and a half there are some funny moments i i think the uh the parody of george h.w bush was pretty good uh okay recession bad recovery good okay got it and he goes out to make a speech about it. i was like oh that's i don't know that's kind of funny uh it makes a pretty good point politically about politicians ignoring the environment in favor of getting money but no one did anything about it so thanks for nothing uh i will watch the naked gun 3 you're right it is the movie's fault yeah well i (laughs) i blame hollywood in general uh there are there are good moments and there are moments that just they're not like awful or horrendous or anything they just don't really grab me that much again a little too much on the slapstick you can kind of see shades of magoo rising from the ashes which i don't want to see uh and then i watched jojo rabbit uh Ooh, the Nazi comedy movie. Oh, I didn't know you got to see it. I, I had to make time tonight in order to see it. It was uh, it was worth my time. I think this was a good movie. Uh, I've been working on this one. Uh, so the movie has Scarlett Johansson, who does a great job. This is one of the best movies I've seen her in in a very long time. Taika Waititi is so much better than I was expecting. You know, in the trailer, he plays Hitler in the movie. In the trailer, it was like a little apprehensive because I kind of got the same sort of... Uh, you know, some sort of shades of like Will Ferrell and Elf, where it's just like, oh no, I don't want him skating and bopping around because I like that movie about as much as Alex does. Please <laughs> stop talking about Elf
1: <laughs> in my presence. That's, Thank man. you. Yeah. Only but thanks
0: to. Uh, I, I will say this. I will say this. <laughs> Taika Waititi is actually really good at this. He gets scrunched. He has to Taika Waititi. Um, who else? Actually, I, I want to go through this because there are other people in it. Um, because the cast is one of the best parts about this. Everyone who's in this movie does a pretty good job. So, Roman Griffin Davis plays the main character, Jojo. Jojo Rabbit means it's it's a harmful nickname that he got because he's a little bit cowardly. He wants to be a Nazi, but he doesn't want to kill anyone, which is kind of uh, kind of difficult in uh, World War II Germany. Uh, I
1: can't believe he wants to get milkshakes thrown out.
0: Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> if people just listen to his side of the argument the open marketplace of ideas, you know. anyway, uh, I think that he does a really good job. This Roman Griffin Davis kid is going places Thomas mckenzie uh plays a jew who's living in his house sort of hiding like and franksworth style and she does a great job she's got a really really strong future ahead of her you got steven merchant in this you got uh sam rockwell he does a great job he's captain clunsendorf he's really funny and there's also rebel wilson
3: oh. <laughs> man you were so close <laughs> you I have know. me <laughs> it really got me (laughs) uh actually one of the
0: one of the most underrated actors in here is someone you probably won't recognize his name is archie yates archie yates plays uh jojo's best friend Yorkie, who's this little fat kid and he's really funny he's actually one of the he's one of the best parts of the movie so I, i really like that kid i hope he goes places too because he's funnier than any of the kids in um stranger things the Goonies? Yeah.
2: Also. <laughs> it hurts me knowing that after all this, you'll finally watch what we do in the shadows and go, I don't know, it's all right. And it's going to hurt me so deeply. <laughs> it, I, it will cause me physical so, agony. So here's the thing. That's fine.
0: Here's the thing about Jojo Rabbit. Um, I had this built, this was built up for me. Everyone was saying, it was like, oh, this is probably going to be the Oscars choice for best movie of the year. It's an anti-hate movie. It's war in the vein. It's what? People, People said that this was going to be the next Blazing Saddles. This Alex is right. You need to
2: not be on Twitter. No, this wasn't even on yeah, Twitter. Uh, it's Twitter's, not good for you. Well, get off, man. platform yourself, This is
0: worse than Twitter. This was letterboxed. So, uh... You... This <laughs> is a cry for help. And we're <laughs> here I'm, for you. I'm not going to use this letterbox anymore. So here's the thing about it is... It it works. It, it is a good movie. This, this is not... This is not fucking blazing saddles, okay? It is a good movie on its own. It makes a lot so of... So no
1: one says the N-word. Got
0: it. Oh. Uh, no, no, so no one says it. But
2: uh, <laughs> oh, damn. He almost got me a second time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Parker won't be watching it. But uh, no, it's, it's actually uh, it's good. There are some very, very funny moments in it. I, I laugh very hard at a number of moments. I, again, I really wasn't expecting uh, Taika Waititi to be that good as Hitler, but he's, he's actually really funny in a lot of scenes, a lot of scenes where I wasn't expecting him to be as funny as he is. Uh, there's a good, strong message, namely that killing Jews is bad.
3: Brave. very brave stance yeah
0: uh, glad that someone said it uh, I, I don't know I, I like the jokes I think what troubles the movie a bit is like the uh, the shifting of tone because they don't do that very well they have that uh, oh war is hell while some little boy goes oh, well there's like a bunch of shooting going around around them everything's in slow motion the smoke flying and everything it's in every one of these movies I'm like yeah we get it World War two was not a whole lot of fun uh, but I don't know. I, I actually still recommend it. I uh, I think the movie works. Uh, I don't think it's going to win Best Picture, but I I do think it's good. I think it's just barely in my top ten. Somehow not as good as the alligator movie.
2: Correct. Not an insult.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, we just want to be clear the alligator. Most movies, movies I saw
2: good. were not as good as the alligator <laughs> movie.
0: Jojo uh, Rabbit's good though. I, I I do recommend it. It's just not quite the masterpiece that everyone says it so uh alex what did you watch
1: all right i got a couple for you guys here um first things first i watched a movie that parker talked about a couple weeks ago called near dark oh, pog man it turns out Catherine Bigelow is real good at making movies huh? it's
2: that's her second fucking movie it's so
1: good Like, there are stretches of that movie that are, you know, a little bit dry. There's not a lot going on, although, like, the atmosphere and the tension's really great. And then there's just, like, a fucking knockout scene that should be in an Oscar reel. And it's like, oh, well, in this fucking vampire movie where Bill Paxton is doing that... That entire bar
2: sequence is so fucking good.
1: It's real, real good. There's, like... You can tell that that's a movie where there's, like all right, we came in with these four scenes that we want to film that are all 10 out of 10, and we just have to fill in the other 75 minutes around it, and it doesn't matter. It works great. Like, Bill Paxton, the character he's playing is, like, so fucking out there, and, like, I'm not, like, knocking him as an actor at all when I say this, but, like, that's the first time that I've really seen him, like, act act, and, like, it's it's real good. He's really stretching out there, like, oh, no, I can do this. Yeah.
2: Oh, my God. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, also, uh, I spent, like, the first hour of the movie trying to figure out where I knew the female lead from before it hit me that she was the big-titty neighbor lady in The Lawnmower Man. <laughs>
0: Go back where you watch that. So, so
1: that, that gave me something. Like, I was uh, I was real happy about that. Despite the fact that she looks about 20 years younger in this movie, despite it coming out, like, three years earlier, I don't know. You figure it out. But yeah, that's... Uh, that's a solid recommend.
2: That's a real good fucking movie. Uh, she should direct more things, but also go back to genre movies and not weird fucking whatever she's been making. You can keep, like, her last five movies. I don't need them. Yeah. Make clearly. weird genre stuff.
1: There's a whole lot of late 80s, early 90s Catherine Bigelow movies that I might have to spend some time with in the next, uh, the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll try to get to that. Um, okay, have, have either you guys ever seen a movie called Next Akin? I don't think so. It's ringing a bell. Uh, I there's multiple movies with this name. I looked it up, and it's not the horror movie one. So, Parker, I don't know. Okay, so let's uh, put on our our way back machine caps for a second. Go back to 1989. I'm going to give you the premise and have you guess the lead casting. Okay. Oh boy. So, so this is a movie. It's about a uh, it's about a cop in Chicago. Bobby. That, uh, gr- yeah. Damn <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> that! That grew up in uh, grew up in Kentucky. You know, a real, real down home Southern boy. You know, just uh, keep keeps like the twang, keeps the hat. You know, keeps keeps the accent, keeps all of this like Southern culture in him. It's 1989. I'll give you guys both a guess at who gets cast as this extremely Southern man. Okay,
0: can I go first? Yes, Gene Simmons.
1: God damn it, it that was my not guess. Gene Simmons, motherfucker. <laughs> Ace freely.
0: <laughs> Damn, I thought I was gonna trick you guys. Uh, it's Swayze, it. No. isn't it? It is Swayze. Ah, uh, the Swayzenator.
1: and he is doing one of the worst Southern accents I've ever heard Ooh. in my life. It is it is Keanu in Bram Stoker's Dracula level. It is Leo in Blood Diamond level. You have my attention. Oh it my God, this cast. I I'm getting to that. Oh, I will not <laughs> spoil a thing. Holy so shit. so the first scene we have uh um we have Patrick Swayze. He gets called in because you know one of the down home boys killed some people in a bar, and he's trying to talk him down, get him to come out. And uh, who is it that he goes up to see in this room? But our good friend Ted Levine. It's <laughs> good, a good. Like, of the show, like a like a one note scene. Yeah, so we've got we got Swayze, we've got his wife Helen Hunt, we've got his uh, younger brother that moved to the city with him, played by Bill Paxton. God,
3: yes. everyone's in this uh, movie.
1: Yeah, so the the thing that gets the plot moving in this is uh, his younger brother. He's just trying to make enough money to buy a coal truck and go back home. Like he hates the city. He wants to go back. He came out there with his big brother Swayze, but you know he misses home. He's thinking about it a lot. He's out on a uh, he's out on a run for his delivery company. <laughs> he gets pulled over by the mob, and we got these mob hitmen, this this uh this cast of mob characters that are all trying to rob his truck for reasons that are never really explained, including the mob boss's uh, young son who's like just learning the trade, played by Ben Stiller. <laughs> oh my god okay okay i'm watching this movie so i mentioned that uh i mentioned that Swayze's southern accent is one of the worst things i've ever heard the reason i can't say it's the worst is because he goes back home with his brother's body and we meet the third brother jeffrey jones played by liam neeson <laughs> oh no that...
2: okay skip you
1: no. That's unacceptable. (laughs) So we have down-home Kentucky boys, Patrick Swayze and Liam Neeson, just, like, talking at each other in their fucking southern gibberish, just, like, falling in and out of accents. It is a fucking disaster. And yet, this movie kind of fucks. Like, the, the whole thing is, like, Swayze's, like... He's like, you know, we're going to get the guys who did this using the law. And, you know, like, the police are going to take care of this. And all the downhome home boys are like, nah, fuck that. We're forming a posse. We're going up there. So, uh, eventually the posse comes north. They, uh, they've got, you know, bows and arrows and, like, shitty heirloom shotguns. There's a guy driving a bus full of snakes. You figure it out. Sorry. Hey, come again? I. It is, as described, a bus Full of snakes
2: <laughs> they don't like, make them like they used to folks
1: they really don't there's uh <laughs> there is a fight between Swayze and Liam Neeson where they are handcuffed to one another in a bar oh, that is God. real real good I this is this movie kind of fucks I'm not gonna <laughs> lie guys
2: how many movies like this just exists in the ether that no one talks
1: about i i had no idea this existed i had never heard of it i was scrolling through the uh the prime movies on the cinemax channel because i did the trial for something we did a couple weeks ago and forgot to cancel it so i'm like i went in rome let's start watching shit and i see swayze wearing that fucking hat with a ponytail and i'm like all right i guess i gotta watch this now shit it's a strong choice i would do the same thing in your shoes solid recommendation while I was scrolling, I stumbled across something else that I had forgotten about. Now, to put, to, put, uh, to put my mind into perspective here, I saw it, I thought, man, this would be a great thing to assign to Chris in the Game of Games. <laughs> I sat on it for an hour, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to watch this myself for the content. So again, back in the Wayback Machine, we're going to go back to a very cool, very regular year called 2005, to talk about a movie called The Ringer, not
0: sponsored by Miller Lite. <laughs> Chris, are you familiar with The Ringer? The Ringer, isn't this the movie? And just stop me to say, no, you're completely wrong if I'm wrong. The Ringer is about a guy who wants to get into the Special Olympics, so he pretends to be retarded or something. A guy, he says. (laughs) A guy, guy. he says. (laughs) I never actually watched this. I did see the advertisements, though. And even in 2005, even high school Chris thought, oh, that's kind of tasteless.
2: Even (laughs) I, who just spent every day after school on Xbox Live trying to get a rise out of people, like that's come on guys yeah. let, you know let's, let's not punch we're, down where are our standards <laughs> here guys <laughs>
1: you say some guy that's some guy is of course one johnny knoxville <laughs> so you know it's tastefully done oh that, that makes the king work. of subtlety himself let me let me start off with the first scene of this movie so johnny knoxville works in some shitty call center he's trying to move up in the world you know he's listening to self-help books he marches into his boss's office, full of confidence, and goes, "Hey, you know what? I've been here two years. I've been doing a good job. I think you guys should promote me upstairs." The boss looks at him and goes, "You know what? You're right. You have been doing a good job. You're promoted. Also, go fire the janitor." Ooh. So he goes into the bathroom to fire the uh, the immigrant janitor who's talking about all of his, you know, all of his kids and how he can't afford to be fired and this and that. Uh, nice guy Johnny Knoxville who just can't bring himself to to do this. to This guy's like, "You know what?" Come to my apartment complex and mow all the lawns, and I'll pay you what you're making here and give you your benefits and all that stuff. You know, I, I can't put you out like that. I'm too nice of a guy, but I'm too much of a pussy to say anything to my boss. So he does, and of course, on the very first day that the guy's cutting his lawns, the dude manages to slice three of his fingers off and has no health care. So we live in a society, as this movie would love to point out, because they will not reattach his fingers unless Johnny Knoxville can come up with $30,000.
0: That's the impetus for him joining the Special Olympics?
1: That is the impetus for him joining the
0: Special see, Olympics. He's
2: actually doing it for a good cause, so that makes everything that follows okay.
0: Alright, like, well, this, so, this guy's three fingers.
1: Yeah, so, uh, there, there is the one scene that made me laugh in the movie, is he goes to visit the guy in the hospital, and, uh, uh the guy's there with his his kids, who are named, like, Stabby 1, Stabby 2, and Stabby 3, and, uh... Um. And, uh, as he's, as Johnny Knoxville's leaving, the guy goes, alright, kids, wave goodbye, Stabby Style," and they both just hang ten and wiggle their fingers at him, because his three middle fingers are the ones that are gone. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. So, anyway, Johnny Knoxville's piece-of-shit uncle gets him to, uh, to join the Special Olympics, because he's gonna make a big bet that, uh, this guy, uh, this guy that's been winning every year, like, he's, like, a six-time Special Olympics champion. He's like, I'm gonna bet that this guy's gonna lose, and you're gonna go out there, and you're gonna beat him, and we're gonna make enough money to cover all of this so that is what gets him into the special olympics now this is this is six minutes into the movie they see a fucking Wheaties commercial with this special olympics guy in it and one of our characters goes he's like the Deion Sanders of retards
0: <laughs> I'm not laughing
1: I have not been
2: able to stop thinking about that line since you told me earlier this week
0: <laughs> at, like, why are they talk about Josh like that We're at
1: like minute 10 as Johnny Knoxville is sitting in his apartment watching the movies that he's renting for research on how to pretend to be mentally challenged. Those movies are Rain Man, Forrest Gump, I Am Sam, and the greatest hits of Chevy Chase. Get it? So at this point, I pause the movie. Of all the possible sideswipes you could take in 2005, Chevy Chase? What was his last movie? 45 years too late. Hey, guys, remember Fletch Lives? Fuck that guy. Got him, Johnny. I just... You could take a sideswipe at literally anyone, and you go with... It's fine. It doesn't
0: Chevy even, Chase! It doesn't even make like, sense. I know! I <laughs> know!
2: You know, a couple years, he's going to be on a show called Community, and he's going to be a real asshole, so we're just going to fucking hit him where it hurts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> take that. This is... So, as you can tell, like, at this point, I'm, like, ten minutes in. Like, my my hands are basically over my eyes. I'm like, I, I need to take pause breaks, I need to go clean the house, he's, you know. He's calling
0: he the billboard company and putting it right up by my house saying, Chris, you have to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> like...
1: It, we're like thirty minutes in. He's met all of like the other like people that are there. Uh, the guy, the guy Jimmy, that's won all of all of these uh, these events before. Um, turns out he's like a huge prima donna. He like drives up onto the track of the Special Olympics in his limo that says Special J has the license plate because, of course, it does.
3: Um, <laughs> Harley Quinn. <anyway>. wasn't this <laughs> Look, it, it's it is just like
1: thirty minutes of just like really, really not not at all in any way tasteful jokes. And then we hit the point where the uh, the other contestants find him out, and they're like, we know you're not one of us, but also we really hate this Jimmy guy, so we're not going to blow your cover, and we're going to train with you. And the movie actually becomes really heartwarming, which I wasn't expecting. Like, the entire, like, last two-thirds of this movie, like, there's still, you know, all of these, like, bad gags about retarded people, which, you know, yeah, comes actually, with the territory. Yeah, I have
0: a question, if I could just pop up right here. Is it all, yeah. it's all just, like retard jokes or is it also like this person's missing a limb so they can't compete the regular limb so they do the special? It's no, it's, it's all mentally oh, handicapped
1: great. stuff. Um, but, but, but to this movie's credit, like Johnny Knoxville's character becomes friends with all these people actually like blows up at his uncle for calling them tards. And is like, don't call them that. They're my friends. Like the movie take it, like the movie does make a face turn. I will give it credit for that. Nice. Yeah. I, cause I was just expecting like, Oh, this is just going to be tasteless, like mid 2000s schlock. It ends up being kind of sweet at the end, like everybody gets what they want Johnny Knoxville doesn't win like like you know how they always have like the Special Olympics like uh like when they show the commercials about like people helping each other across the finish line and stuff the uh in the last race, the Jimmy guy falls down and he goes back to help him, so this third guy wins, which means their bet technically wins because Jimmy didn't win right and then Johnny Knoxville comes clean and you know gets the girl in the end he is still friends with all these people at the end it's kind of sweet but Man, those first ten minutes. <laughs> the Dion Sanders of retards is going to stick with me for a long time. Just think, Chris, you can watch that. <laughs> Chris, you're welcome. Don't say I you never did anything for you. so close. <laughs> <laughs> now, I watched one other thing this week. Right before we recorded. Because sometimes oh, no. a, movie, a movie comes out and you just... You, you see... That it's hit all the torrent sites the day it releases, and you're, well, fuck, I have to watch this. Parker, are you familiar with the movie called Primal?
2: It is <gasps> sitting on my oh, desktop, buddy. God, it is sitting right there. Alex, Alex, Alex,
0: is this a future episode? Maybe.
1: Cause we uh, have a lot of future episodes. I wouldn't rush to this one, uh, but there's a lot of good going on. I've, so, oh man, man. On the same stupid wavelength. <laughs> so, for those of you that uh, that aren't familiar with this movie, a star is one Nicolas Cage as some sort of animal poacher. He's <laughs> somewhere in South America trying to catch a uh, a very rare white jaguar in the woods. So the first scene of the movie, he's up there in his little hunting nest. This horrible fucking CGI jaguar just leaps up and he has a fight <laughs> with it. You know, tranks it puts in his cage they go on their way he's in the village with all the villagers getting ready to uh to ship everybody home he's got like a fucking train worth of like animal crates on the back of his pickup truck he's got it's this local guy that's supposed to drive him the local guy's like nah man i'm not gonna do that like like i i don't believe it. you know like it's, it's it's i'm too superstitious i can't take this animal out of the woods it's right, pissed right. off it's 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 a man-eater and this is the point where nicholas cage three minutes into the movie says Look, man, here's all I know. It's a white jag, it's worth a million bucks, and it is definitely not a man eater. So
3: uh.
1: <laughs> We're off to a good start here. They go to the they go to the port, load all the animals up on the ship. Before the ship can leave, some black cars roll up with a prisoner. Scarlet. Turns Green. out the Yes, it's basically yes. It, there's this uh, this super prisoner that like they need to ship back to the United States that they caught down here, and he has to be on the ship, because there's no other ships leaving. So we're on this shitty freighter with a bunch of CGI animals, Nick Cage, Famke Jansen.
2: Sorry, okay. Wait, this I came out this year?
1: This came out... This yeah, came week. out, like, days ago? <laughs> yeah. And this fucking prisoner that's being held in the cage. So naturally, of course, he escapes and lets all the animals free. You can kind of see where the uh, yeah. you know the plot's going here. It's not exactly hard to figure out. This movie's got a lot of knife fights. This movie's got a guy getting ripped apart by CGI monkeys. There are snakes for no reason that, of course, bite somebody. So there's a whole you know, oh we got to deal with the poison scene. And all these like military goons are running around trying to shoot uh, Nick Cage's jaguar because it's like mauling people. Um, there is what was the other scene I wanted to talk about? Fuck! Oh my god, there's another really good one, but I keep thinking about the fucking fat Mexican guy getting ripped
0: apart by CGI monkeys.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited.
0: Looks <laughs> like uh, so we have our even. Put it this
2: way: if I didn't have two movies assigned to me this week, I oh, would yeah. be talking about Primal is, right now. <laughs> it it was is right it was there.
1: Like, it's like 90 minutes long. The action keeps coming. It is unnecessarily bloody but like in a good way yeah. it, expect an uh, extended oh. discussion
2: on this next week
1: there is, there is a scene where Nick Cage has been caught by the bad guy and put in one of the animal cages the guy's torturing him because he's trying to find uh, the uh, like the navigation charts to get the boat to where he wants to go I don't know you figure yeah, it out it doesn't it. matter so like he's like you know he's got him rung up he's like strangling him and Nick Cage is just laughing he's like you're not gonna kill me Like you, you can do whatever you want to me you're not gonna kill me so, you know, in, like, all of these scenes where, in these movies where, like, somebody's being tortured and the only way to get to them is to, like, you know, harm their loved ones or whatever. The guy, the the bad guy, who is the only other person in the room with Nick Cage, goes, mm, Wow, those look like some really expensive birds you got here, Nick. And <laughs> just starts
0: blowing away parrots until he cracks and tells him where it's at. Oh, my God, he's a bird team guy. Are you sure this isn't an episode? <laughs> it might be an episode. The more Cut. I think about
2: it, I'm it's... looking at it next week. Nothing really coming Parker, out. Parker,
0: put in the Google Doc. Also, sure with anyone to get a chance. We'll,
1: fi- we'll figure this. I will. We'll circle back to this after
2: we're
3: yeah. done. Because <laughs> it's yes. either that or Scream three spoilers,
1: <laughs> Primal five out of five. There might be a Jeffrey Epstein twist in this movie. I don't know. You'll have I'll to figure it out
2: yourself. You can't. You can't just say that okay uh we'll come back and finish recording in 90 minutes
0: <laughs> parker what did you what watch is, is a Jeffrey Epstein t- Uh we'll find it we'll find i it. We'll wish find i'll it. tell you what i wish i watched <laughs> <Primal>. <laughs> all
2: right so i'll get to what i was assigned at the end i'll go through these real quick all right yeah. all right that's fair all right, so Chris, like a week or two ago, you talked about Dead of Night from nineteen forty something.
0: <laughs> yes, I can't believe you watched this.
2: Because <laughs> I'd seen it before, but it was when we first started uh, competing, we'll say, and that was easily like movie five in a five or six movie day, right. so I had no memory of yeah. it. Sorry, watched it. I'm glad I did. Like the ventriloquist thing is good, but I also really like the ending where he's running through all their different scenarios. Yeah, it that brings everything crazy.
0: together really well, right? Yeah.
2: I thought it was really good, especially yeah. for a movie from the 40s. It kind of got a little dark near the
3: end. Yeah,
0: I was surprised that, like, I, I laughed at a British person talking about golf in the 1940s. I thought there was no way I would have uh, enjoyed that. But it was it was good dark humor. The ghost. I watched
2: it this uh, earlier this afternoon. I'm glad I rewatched it because it's very solid. Yeah. Because I had literally, I remembered Oh yeah, there's a thing with a ventriloquist And that was all I remembered from like an hour 45 I like how
0: you very clearly Sorry. put like finger quotes around competing Considering you're beating the tar out of me Hey, yeah, uh, we're,
2: we're
1: all friends here <laughs>
0: For now so
1: I'm the only one winning <laughs> this contest
2: Correct <laughs> So I watched Day of the Dead because I've never seen it before mm-hmm. And I think it's my favorite of the three it's fun reading the Wikipedia and seeing Romero originally intended it for to be the Gone with the Wind of Zombie films. And then he's like, oh, hey guys, uh, actually, I don't want y'all to censor it, so it's going to be unrated. And they're like, alright, sick, so your budget's cut in half. So he had to rewrite the entire thing, and the whole movie takes place in a bunker now. Oh. But, like, even for a movie that came out in, I think, 85, the makeup effects. Like, we joke around about Tom Savini a lot. These fucking makeup effects are so fucking good. Look, it's I, ridiculous. I, I, as much
0: as we joke about Tom Sabini I I think we can go ahead and call him one of the greatest visual effects artists of all time.
2: Like, absolutely untouchable.
0: Like, yeah, you just
2: you almost kind of forget. You're like, yeah, that those are zombies, and uh, yeah, their blood. All their joints are falling off. There's yeah, they're of course they're ripping them apart and eating. It's, yeah, it's what it would look like. It's it's been happening. I do kind of like how it's an unofficial trilogy. And this one's just like... It starts in like... Yeah, Zombies outnumber us like 400,000 to 1. Like, everything's fucked out there. Don't worry about it. You saw the other two movies. It's none of the same characters, but you understand the world. I... This movie kind of makes me sad, though. Because, like... If you know anything about George Romero, he just spent his entire career just struggling to get literally anything made. Like, half... Like, all of the movies after this, there's like two or three more Living Dead movies... That he didn't want to be zombie movies But they just wouldn't give him a budget Unless he made a zombie movie Because he's the zombie movie guy And then just seeing like him Jumping through hoops for decades And then The Walking Dead just takes his ideas And it's the biggest thing on the planet for 8 years It makes me so sad Because literally The Walking Dead is just His first 3 movies Alex
0: you like that right?
2: (laughs) It's it's so unfair <laughs> like, This dude just Fucking him hat, His budget cut in half It's just him and a bunch of Fucking actors from Pittsburgh Just struggling to make a movie And it's like Alright but Oh oh, uh, yeah I saw it uh, Monst- Men are the real monsters Got it Oh cool We're the most popular thing on the planet Hey uh, Mr. Romero Why isn't Chris Hardwick Introducing your movies Checkmate <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it's really good Shock of all shocks Day of the Dead's a good movie
3: Yeah.
2: Now I went on a journey here With this Uh-oh. movie Did someone call for a PG-13 Erotic teen thriller from the year
0: 2002 Cause sometimes
2: You scroll through your hard drive And you go Huh I don't remember downloading Swimfan <laughs> Oh <laughs> fuck fucking Swimfan. Oh shit now let me tell you about what happened about 75 minutes into this movie i spend this entire movie going i know this guy because all of these people in this movie they all have faces and then you pull up their names and go i've never heard of this person in my fucking life so i go to his imdb click on him go down to his roles you we uh we talked about this guy pretty recently as he oh. is the person in the opening scene Of Cherry Falls
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, say, you say person yeah. uh, that's, that's, that's a He
3: mishanoma. is
2: the alien from the beginning of <laughs> Cherry Falls Who has come to earth to get his nut And die Through nobilax as in other movies This is fantastic <laughs> <laughs> So Swim Fan is about a swimmer And this girl becomes obsessed with them And they fuck And then he's like oh got- sorry that was a mistake I don't, I don't, uh, I actually don't want a relationship. That was a mistake. And then she just starts ruining his life because, you know, women be crazy. Fatal
0: attraction sort of thing, I guess.
2: But, like, yes, but it's a PG 13 version, but then it just starts turning into, huh, she just killed that random dude. (laughs) It, there is heavy beeper drama
0: in this movie. (laughs)
1: <laughs> My favorite kind of drama.
3: Oh,
0: how like, will the Patakis deal with all this new business? Uh, this is a fine place. <laughs> like he
2: they fuck like twenty minutes into the movie and you're like, Huh, okay. That didn't take long. And then she starts stalking him online and that's where the swim fan name comes up. And then that scene just happens once and then she just starts ruining his life, like He works at, like, a hospice center, and she, like, shows up, puts on a white coat, and switches someone's medicine, and they almost die under his care, so he gets fired. She dresses up like him, takes his car, and runs his girlfriend off the road and almost kills her. It's the climactic end of this tight 85-minute movie. It's like a nugget was dropped, like, 20 minutes in that she can't swim. So, of course, the climactic thing happens in a pool... And he just pulls her in the water and she drowns
3: off screen. <laughs> it's two thousand two
2: was a beautiful year. Great. It was if I had not have discovered it was a guy from Cherry Falls, I probably just wouldn't have brought it up. But <laughs> I spent you. the next fifteen minutes laughing at Thromabi like fucking girl in a pool. <laughs> and then having his life ruined just getting single white female by this girl who looks like every other girl from a teen fucking movie in the 90s okay so here's the thing about crypto yes how many hemsworths are there
3: i too because many
2: i had forgotten this was luke hemsworth which is a person that's real apparently
0: Wait, i thought there's just liam and chris <laughs>
2: Yeah, so did I. Oh, <laughs> Joke's <surprise>. on me.
0: <laughs> now, when How
2: you said... How many
1: Hemsworths? Oh, I
2: actually want
3: to hear this.
1: Okay. How many are okay, there? Go Hemsworth, Hems. Um. <laughs> uh, I keep talking. It's loading. Okay. So when you told
2: me that he goes back to his small town... And in the back of this man's grocery store is a Bitcoin mining rig. Correct. I thought you were exaggerating. <laughs> he goes into the walk-in cooler, and it's, the walls are just lined with racks mining Bitcoins. That is accurate. <laughs> the introduction to this character is people talking about him, in which someone uses the line, So you weaponized autism? Yes, but he's our weapon. That's the quality of this movie you assigned me. Kurt Russell is in... Three scenes? Maybe maybe four. He's introduced just getting thrown out the back of a van. (laughs) (laughs) And then every other scene is just him complaining about doing hard work on the farm while his city boy son goes home. (laughs) It is... It is not good.
3: No kidding.
2: I'm a big fan of his friend... Who will just like literally run into frame to interrupt them talking to talk to them about Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> I do not remember the plot. I don't know how they got so deep that his dad was kidnapped. I don't Russian know. Russian mob or something. I don't know how Bitcoin plays into the Russian mob. I don't understand this movie. I did not care enough to rewind it. That is fair. Only you would find this movie, is what I'm trying <laughs> to say. <laughs>
1: To answer your question, there are three Hemsworth brothers, and Luke is the oldest. That's disgusting. (laughs)
2: Truly the Chris Gronkowski of this group. (laughs) Just, what a dire movie. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen a Luke Hemsworth vehicle now.
1: You sure have. Thanks so much, friend. That's what I'm here for, buddy. Now, at, least you, at least you didn't have to watch the johnny knoxville retard movie yes i mean
0: yeah we're <laughs> like
1: halfway through the season and uh, i feel like you already have a doozy
2: picked out for me <laughs> uh you, you'll like this one more oh jeez, chris here's the thing about man versus snake i wish it was eight hours long i could watch documentaries about people who just get super obsessed with one thing and make it their life's goal I could watch that all day It's endlessly fascinating to me Parker
0: I'm dead serious I think this could be A future episode
2: I love I love that The start of this movie Is them talking about Breaking all the records And all that It's like this Walked on memory lane And there just cuts To a guy going What the fuck is Nibbler And then that's Because Literally what the fuck is I've never heard of that game In my entire life And then Ten minutes in I was so invested On this man breaking That high score In a game I've never heard of It's
0: so well done
2: I fucking love this so much. I love that Billy Mitchell just shows up to be like, actually, yeah, I was standing next to him and I was giving him encouragement. Just Billy Mitchell, never played this game once, being like, yeah, you know, if it wasn't for me, he probably wouldn't have broken that record.
0: Every single person, favorite person, Alex, you've never played Nibbler. I, I don't think. No I have one, no th- idea what Nibbler is. No one on earth <laughs> every, has played Nibbler. My favorite single thing, it was every single person who describes Nibbler is like, yeah, it's one of the most irritating games we've ever heard because, like, the noises and everything <laughs> around the thing, just like, why would you think, play talking <laughs>
2: Talk about how it's just this awful fucking game and you realize, oh, this dude's gonna have to play it for 30 hours straight to get the record back. <laughs> now, this, this movie was already working for me, and then, like, 20 minutes in, we get introduced to... The bad boy of gaming. (laughs) Oh no. Who comes into frame with his fucking white dude dreads and his bad religion shirt. We stand a king in this house.
0: We we were not emphasizing enough the eyes. He's got the craziest eyes. I I texted you. He probably benches 75 pounds. It could kill me five different ways. It would try for six and seven. He would
2: take all three of us on at once and kill us. His hands are a deadly weapon. The intensity... The amphetamine rush in that man's face is so powerful. Like, he's just introduced as a guy who was good at, like, every game as a kid. And then he's just talking about his mugshot. And we're watching footage of him just getting the dog shit beat out of him by cops. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking good. And then he just becomes this foil. Like, instead of Billy Mitchell, it's just literally a white dude with dreads. And in every scene, he has a different punk band shirt on.
0: And it's so fucking cool i think my favorite thing about him is that uh there's a couple things i mean one he's for real whereas billy we know has cheated and has faked a lot of his stuff but this guy we know backs all his stuff up by actually playing these games i think he has about like four hours of sleep between like playing these games practicing and just being who and whatever he is and the other thing that i like about him is that whereas billy mitchell was very clearly the villain Dwayne Richard is sort of an anti hero in a way. You kind of want to see more of this guy. He's not necessarily Cause, a villain. Because, <laughs> like, we get to the
2: reveal that he's beat the score, where it just cuts to the end of, like, a home video because you have to record the entire playthrough. And him just doing, like, I did it. I got 1 billion, 4 million, or something. I don't know. I died. Fuck. And then he cracks open a Guinness, and that's the end of the scene. <laughs> There is such powerful energy in this dude, and I love him so much. I could watch an entire movie. Do you want to tell him just about Walter following Day? This like, like a Walter, Day. The old, Walter Day, to anyone who doesn't know, you will know as the Twin Galaxies ref, aka the old man who always wears a referee shirt, like an hour in, just starts talking about Transcendental Meditation.
0: God bless. He talks about how movie. he was able to bench press 300 pounds back in the 70s, but he wasn't getting girls because all the girls were going to the guys who were really good at centipede. Uh ah, yes. The best movie I've ever seen <laughs> and, in my life, you guys. Parker, Parker just texts me about him, because uh, this is a scene I forgot about. He's in a temple wearing the fucking referee shirt. <laughs> He's in a fucking temple
2: just wearing a referee shirt talking about nipper God. <laughs> I had never heard of this movie. Everyone should watch Man vs. Snake.
0: Yeah, I. It's so. This good. is. I think this is definitely a future episode. This the movie. The
2: powerful so energy in the bad boy of gaming, who is introduced via news footage from the '80s of him just walking in a mall with a duster, uh, not that mall. talking to <laughs> talking about how he's like, yeah, you know, I, I can like compete world record in like twenty different games, and now he's just like a not obese, but like you know, Dwayne Dwayne gained weight. Yeah, he gained weight, but he's he's not like our protagonist. Yeah, when he was a
0: kid, you when know, Richard kind of looked like I don't know, he kind of looked like that uh, late '80s, early '90s uh, video game bully sort of guy who would like steal mm-hmm. quarters from kids. Whereas now he became this,
2: just wearing fucking Bad Religion shirts with like six treads pointing in different directions. <laughs> it's and these treads are like down I, to his hips, too. I am obsessed with him. I want to fo- fall. I want. I want to talk about him instead
0: of Miami fans. <laughs> I have
3: to admit, like,
0: I also kind of like the main character whose name we will not reveal. Uh, I want he's Alex so to sweet. learn about it. <laughs> oh my name. God. Yeah, it's, man, what um, a good reveal. He's a <laughs> good explanation too. Uh, but he's such an endearing guy. You, you want him to get his record back, you know? And the way that he talks, I don't know. I actually kind of like his arrogance when he was like a young kid who's going to beat the game. He was like, oh, it doesn't matter what your score is. I'll probably beat it anyway. Uh, that's not what I sound like, I sound like. <laughs> Yeah, I, Parker, I think what I talked about I was like, is this just you?
3: Yes <laughs> you I <wish>. love Nibbler <laughs> Nibbler
2: Like within five minutes i like, I've never heard of this game But all I want in my life is for this guy to get his record back We're That's all I care I about right now Absolutely
0: getting a Nibbler machine in the studio Fuck
2: that French guy Billy Mitchell would not let a French guy take his record First and foremost oh, no.
0: Wait, wasn't he a The fucking rev- The fucking reveal Same thing
2: <laughs> Of, like, him just, like, losing it and Walter calling Billy Mitchell to, like, give him a pep talk and Billy just will not talk to him on the phone and then the guy loses, like, 20 hours into that marathon. I told you, Billy Billy Mitchell Mitchell is (laughs) Billy's
0: always got a plan. Billy
2: is the ultimate antagonist of life. He's so fucking cool. You can tell he recorded his talking head segments In an hour and he's just talking About himself the entire time Like they say the and Yankees players like, need to
0: earn their pinstripes. You gotta earn that American flag tie And he's even like yeah
2: I mean I know he'll beat the record Cause I said he would and I'm not a liar It's like Billy this is not about you <laughs> Billy Mitchell's my fucking hero I would die for him
0: uh, He got big on high scores and hot sauce What have you guys ever done
2: I will never in my life forget the clip Of him just going to a supermarket pushing hot sauce to the back and then pulling his up front
3: it is the most big dick power move it's i've ever seen marketing. in my life
2: as he's just doing some voiceover talking about being the best in business as he's just hiding other people's hot sauce <laughs> in his fucking grocery store bum bumfuck nowhere king absolute king so I,
0: I think this one's a little bit better than the king of kong King of, Kong, I mean, is King of icon, Kong has, but this one has. King of has point.
2: Billy Mitchell learning his record's been broken, and then sending an old lady on a fl- <laughs> on a plane with a confidential tape of him actually breaking the record again. That he's just had in hiding, <laughs> apparently, for two decades in case someone beat him. He was him. also
0: revealed to be falsified. I, I don't know. I just feel like this would, again. Billy
2: Mitchell's not a liar. Are you, if you call him a liar, you're calling America a liar, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> he's gonna, what are we doing right now
2: that would. He's going to sue our uh, podcast. All me, the, all the money we've check
0: been on,
1: making he gets. Uh, Chris is Veterans my, Day. How can you say that about a constant. Yeah, we let
2: you, respect Let you. me just check you. on my Bolivian friends here. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, boy. I guess you don't have to hand it to him. Uh, Billy Mitchell looking to the camera and making the cameraman guess what his initials were is <laughs> the most iconic thing. What were his history. initials?
0: BFM, Billy fucking Mitchell, USA. <laughs> 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 Cuz he had friends, you
2: know, he had Mexican friends, he had he had friends from all over and he had to let them know who was on top. He had to keep America at the top of the leaderboards. Absolute king. Oh my god. I might watch King of Kong. Again. I, I, I
0: would have to rewatch <laughs> Nibbler again. Nibbler is going to stick with me for the rest of my life. USA.
2: Like he's like quizzing uh what are my initials? And guy's like, uh, BM. No, look at my tie. And he just like holds up his stupid fucking American flag tie. Uh, USA. That's right, USA. I had to keep America on top <laughs> with the most deadpan, sincere earnestness I've ever heard. I would give anything to meet Billy Mitchell and have him just talk shit about <laughs> it's me. It's a
0: general patent of gamers. Oh, my God.
2: Okay, he can be our producer. <laughs> producer <laughs> Billy Mitchell just playing a Donkey Kong Jr. machine and not listening. <gasps> now you guys are doing great in there. <laughs> wow, guys, uh, good show. You really, we finally really, make, really make it really big. It well, there. you
0: know, I was their producer. I was really the one who helped them get to the top there. I gave Chris some really great advice.
2: I mean you can be the best musician in the world. You don't have a good producer. No one's gonna
0: hear it. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. <laughs> I actually chose all their topics. I was one who was responsible for Howard the Duck. Uh yeah, actually he was so <laughs> Thank God for Billy Mitchell. <laughs> making me watch Howard the fucking duck. <laughs> Speaking of movies that were assigned that we didn't enjoy, let's talk about Miami Vice. <laughs> um so, oh, Miami Vice, like we said, is uh, based on a television show called Miami Vice. Uh, you can tell that I'm pulling up my notes application. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Oh, great. Okay. So, we're all, quote, Barks here, friends on this podcast. I guess that's why Parker assigned us a movie that starts with a club scene. Thank you so much. For I had not seen this before. What is this? <laughs> and not only is it a club scene. They're playing the remix of Numb.
2: <laughs> yeah. By the way, like, you try... Oh, it's a club scene. When we smash cut <laughs> in to Numb slash Encore, how are you not having a good time? I, now, also, you won't have as good a time again because it's the best scene Yeah, the movie. I was... Correct. I I was laughing
0: pretty hard at that scene. Uh. <laughs> like, Miami Vice is a rare movie
2: where you've got Michael Mann, like, huge director, two huge stars, and all three of them will just, like, casually say... Yeah, the movie fucking sucks. What can you do? <laughs> None <laughs> of them defended. It. They're like, yeah, you know, we tried. Which it is weird. Work I'm pretty out. sure this one had a Whatever. really big budget too. People are
1: really amped up for
2: this. Oh yeah. Like,
0: oh hey. This oh yeah. Be great.
1: And not, not only not only did this have a huge budget, but it made a lot of money.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like every single person I've talked to about this has said, yeah, the movie's kind of bloated, and it's not just them saying it. It's Colin Farrell says the movie's bloated. He's not one of the talk. So anyway, uh, one of the things <laughs> about this is. Uh, this movie came out in 2006, I think, and uh, at yeah. one point they pull out a 2006 era razor flip phone, which apparently oh, had video on it. That is dude, the incredible. flip How
2: phone drama. The f- I love, I miss flip phones. So you, so you like, honestly, the, honest to God, man, let's dude, go back. That was like, that
0: was
3: <laughs>
2: iPhones back, were a mistake.
0: Thing. That was like the sickest thing. Fucking
2: world, just... get a sidekick where you just swipe out, y'all. Just, just just the,
1: the noise it made when you flipped it open was so silly. Oh, yeah. The satisfying feeling
2: of hanging up on someone by just clipping it shut, we we should go back to yeah. it. <laughs> That's all I want to talk about is 2006 cell phones instead of the plot <laughs> of Miami Vice because this plot doesn't make a goddamn yeah, bit of sense.
0: That is correct. One of my notes in here was 10 minutes in and I have no idea what's going on. I'm pretty sure they're just driving from rooftop to rooftop to have unpleasant conversations.
2: <laughs> like, I've never read an IMDb trivia before and been like, Yeah, no shit more than what I read. Yeah, they just rewrote this movie constantly. Like, oh, word? Yeah, I can fucking tell. Because if you try and link any scenes together, you're wasting your time.
0: Well, I I think we were off mic when we started talking about some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff for this movie, so I guess now is as good a time as any to mention it. This comes hot off the heels of... uh of jamie fox's success in ray which he won an oscar for and apparently all the fame went to his head he, he demanded uh, top billing for the american release colin farrell got top billing in european release which i guess kind of makes sense uh he demanded that he would get higher pay in the studio not only gave him a raise but also docked colin farrell pay just so they would make sure that jamie fox was getting the most money and uh apparently it was just hard to work with uh was it was on set it was just kind of hard to work with with the crew And then the Bolivian thing happened. Where were they again? Where the shooting happened? (laughs) Like, someone got shot on the
2: set. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm assuming, because I know you're a big Bill Barnwell fan. Have you listened to his interview with Colin Farrell? It's quite good. Because he's talking about, yeah, my dad was on set. I tried a gunshot. I was like... let's go over here for a minute. Let's hang out in this area of the set now (laughs) because someone just got fucking shot. Yeah, so he
0: decided that he would just leave. He got into his private jet, which he also demanded, and left for the United States. And I guess he just emailed my command saying, yeah, I'm not going to shoot in another country because uh, fuck you, I guess. And uh, a very noble move because that meant that no one else would get shot because everyone left and they had to rewrite the ending, which is kind of crazy for a movie of this budget. (laughs) Uh, But that's what you get when you go and shoot in a country where you're going to get shot. Uh,
2: all of the trivia stuff about Jamie Foxx has real powerful you-had-me-in-the-first-half energy. Because yeah. it all sounds like, wow, Jamie Foxx is a fucking demon. And then you read, like, wait, they filmed what? Why? Why are <laughs> yeah. you hiring gang members and filming it? You're like, just fucking go to my. Vice. It's called set. Miami Vice.
1: And it's it's just, it's so funny, you know, you like you read all this, especially if you read it before you see the movie and go, like, damn, he was real difficult. They must have gotten a really great performance out of him to make it all work And then you it.
0: see this which uh well
1: <laughs> i hate jamie fox's performance in this
2: movie what performance is like, one the, of the worst things he's I've not ever performing seen. he's just movie. kind
0: of like sleepwalking through the movie it's it's a combination of
2: sleepwalking and trying too hard to be the cool guy in every because scene
0: because we've seen jamie fox and he we know he can give a great performance he's seen like the soloist or Django and chained or ray or collateral collateral's a really good i performance endless charisma and it's just nothing here. I was also going to list the the roast of Shaq, but anyway.
3: (laughs)
2: Oh man, that's a good clip. (laughs) He has one good scene, which is when he pretends to come too early. That was so funny. That was good. I am
0: going to use that if I ever have sex. Incredible. Oh man same but without pretending
1: i'm i'm also gonna fake it because i don't want to you know die after the first time so (laughs) we have an alien i'm your
0: conscious thermobulax okay so uh here's the thing is we should also talk about colin farrell because you guys filled me in on something i did not know about uh colin farrell in this movie apparently he's coked out of his mind
2: he was on on all drugs yes just everything Ooh, was in his system punk. at all times like he straight up said like i think it was the same bill Simmons saying like oh dude i love my advice he's like yeah i don't remember it <laughs> yeah yeah just has zero memory of making this massive like, was, blockbuster movie
1: that was such a great podcast moment too because he's like like simmons is all geeked up about it he's like oh yeah i love this i did a two-hour podcast about this movie he's like yep i, I got nothing for you sorry
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's real good Yeah, i
0: was like, in the powder uh, which is the thing is like ordinarily I want to make the joke. It's just like yeah, that seems why he's that that makes it uh, you know explains why he's so excited to go get the drugs for this movie because this is a movie where the two policemen pretend to be drug dealers. It's very original and creative and unique. Uh,
1: hey man, when you're when you're working off scripts from the eighties, like you gotta take right, it. Right. Yeah. That. And this, this is every eighties. But that 80s being show. said,
0: it, Colin Farrell gives a porf- performance that's not much better than uh, Jamie Foxx's. He's just kind of. There, it does turn up at one point. We'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, if, it's not... Like, if if one of
1: them were good and upstaged the other one, it would be one thing, but they both just fucking it, suck, and it totally
2: drags There's the
0: one out. who's Colin... clearly not trying hard enough and one who's not in the right state of mind to be trying anything.
2: Dude, the reveal of, like, oh my god, that's not a disguise. That is what Colin Farrell looks like in this movie. <laughs> he is a gigantic... Cocaine Golem, he is. I, I'm stealing this line because it made me fucking die laughing. But Don Johnson is what people in the '80s thought they looked like on coke, and then Colin Farrell is what people actually look like on coke. <laughs> yeah, he is just the embodiment of doing all the cocaine you can find when you're on vacation in Miami. He looks
0: like Trevor from fucking Grand Theft Auto Five. He is. Yeah, having yeah, you're not a normal one looks, the entire. He looks like both Kane and Lynch so yeah. oh my god <laughs> that's, Jesus, man. that's yeah. a pull anyway uh he, that's
2: accurate yeah. too yeah nice yeah. nice job man. <laughs> well
0: anyway so for the game of games no uh no so th- anyway it's not just about their performances because their performances are bad but even if you have a bad performance you can still have like a modicum of chemistry there is no chemistry whatsoever in this movie they have nothing to do i don't know if they know each other apparently they've been partners for more than a week or something. I can't tell because of the way that they're acting. They look like they still haven't learned the other actor's last name yet. God. Because,
2: like, if this movie comes out tomorrow, it's all right, it's uh, Miami Vice. You remember that show? It's just 21 Jump Street. Yeah. But, yeah. like, there's a middle ground. You can have some fun. Right. Someone can make a joke that's not about coming to Which fast. was a
0: really good joke. Let's not. It was.
2: But, like, my God, they. First of all, they're just barely in the movie together Jamie Foxx still just disappear for like 20 minutes at a time
0: Oh yeah, what's... I don't even care, I'm sorry well, when, you It's see, very when, confusing When you
2: keep walking off set and refusing
0: <laughs> to take boats or planes
2: in a movie called Miami Vice,
1: comma
0: I'll, I'll make well, the argument that that's a good thing later on God, the trivia movie's
3: so good
1: <laughs> I have seen this movie three times now I have seen it the second and third time with subtitles Because I couldn't fucking understand all the mumbling in the first that's one a good point.
0: I could probably explain the plot, but not well. You don't <laughs> really have to because I have to admit I I didn't understand any of the plot by the time we got to the third act. I didn't know who was whom. I don't care. I just yeah. I do. Yeah,
1: you don't I'm care. Sorry. And that's the thing. Like 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 it's not like the performance is ruined an otherwise good movie. Like there is there's some incredible camera work, there's some incredible night shots in this movie. You really do feel like you're in Miami. But like Oh, doesn't yeah. go anywhere. You don't will do anything. I would say that the photography <laughs>
0: in this movie is actually really good. Um,
1: That's like a staple of Michael Mann yeah. movies. The first time you see a night car chase in sports cars and the way the lights are reflecting off them and shit, it's like, oh fuck, yeah, yeah this is why. This is
0: what I. Yeah, I'm here this for guy that. knows what he's I, doing.
2: Yeah, like the digital photography, like it caught me at first. It's like this kind of looks like shit, but you realize he's so happy to be like, guys, look how small this camera is. I can just fucking mount it to this boat. Guys, look, he's so so clearly yeah, happy. Yeah.
0: Just speak- uh, speaking of the Mike- boats. Okay, so early in the movie, oh, early in the movie, they, they say go fast so many times. It's they say so go good. fast like six times. All I can think about is Jacoby Ford. <laughs> and there goes Jacoby Ford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so it's early on in the movie. I'm I'm just gonna throw all my notes because I wrote down a couple of jokes or close to jokes. At one point, uh, someone says that the gang or something is vertically integrated. Uh, to which JB Fox says, "So they're walking around with constant erections." No one in the room laughs. The guy says, "No, it's like a top tester." She says, "I know what it means." No laughs. Good no months. one's. No, everyone yeah, in months. the theater is like looking around at each other, being like, "Well, the movie can't be that much longer, right?" This. Like I 10 I in. love boner jokes, and it didn't even make yeah. me laugh. Now. I will say the uh, the second funniest line in the movie is one of the guys while well, they're in there. It's like. Yeah, we take all your stuff in this house, then we start watching Marlin's highlights on your 65 inch plasma TV. That's Dude, so I, funny watching Marlin's highlights. Come on, I've, that's impossible. I also wrote that down. Because
2: <laughs> I just imagine them just like in this giant Coke palace on a massive TV watching that weird home run celebration thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: It it is a little funny though when you think about it, because it's like, oh, the two thousand the two thousand six or two thousand five ish uh fucking Marlins who's like, Oh, could they make a joke about the Dolph Oh. Well jeez oh, Marlins
1: my, Miami Vice too where they're investigating
0: Josh Hamilton killing that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So, uh, our two characters, Colin Farrell's... Jokes for one person. Colin right Farrell's... I appreciate okay, them. I want a little challenge for you guys. Physical <laughs> challenge. Uh, Sorry. Physical challenge. Colin Farrell's name was... Uh, his character's name was Sonny. What was J.B. Fox's character's name in this movie?
1: It's unfair if I answer, because it's the same as the show. Hutch. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a thing. Will Smith
0: movie. Okay, so... <laughs>
2: Man.
1: Oh, just like coming to America. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, we'll, no, sorry, damn it. Jamie Foxx has a hot <laughs> girlfriend in this. And she showers with him and he pretends to come on her too early and she thinks that's funny. Uh, anyway, she gets some flowers. They're not from him. They're from the gangsters. And she then explains the significance of the flowers to me. And it's like, I had trouble following the story, but I didn't have trouble understanding that. I'm not that stupid. I, there's some small
2: scenes Like I really enjoyed him Trying to play it cool on the phone Where you can clearly see like Oh Well she's fucked Yeah Like she's yeah. absolutely fucked And same like the scene earlier Where they're talking to the Guy who basically gets All their informants killed It's like I gotta go home And just gotta look He answers the phone And I'm like Yeah you don't have to go home Yeah That scene's real fucking
1: good Yeah, yeah. Like the movie starts very strong And then an hour in I'm like
2: I actually don't care Yeah When, when we're like
1: this. When we're like twenty, twenty-five minutes in, and that dude just walks in front of a semi, you're like, "Oh fuck!" Like, what are we watching? That here? semi
2: keeps going. You just see that blood streak on the road. Yeah. You're like, "Okay, okay, movie." You know, what? maybe this movie's better than I heard. And then you realize you're like, "I've just seen like twenty disconnected scenes." Well, there's drugs, apparently. I don't care.
0: Yeah, I mean, Colin Farrell's got a a mustache going on, and that's the only thing I have going for me. Actually, there is one other thing that's going for me in this movie, and that is Gong Li. Gong Li gives a really good performance as she gives in every other movie she's ever done.
1: Uh, you don't like her this? That's what we're calling that? Dude, like, you, you do realize, like she couldn't read the
0: script right like i'm not and that's no not no like I, I, know, I know like, i know she
1: literally couldn't read the, she was delivering her lines phonetically yeah, I know. they sound so disjointed
0: no, will, like you know sometimes people from other countries have accents I mean, it's fine. It's
1: no, I don't.
0: <laughs> no, it, I, I think that that was a pretty good performance. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I like the character. Because up to that, it's not it's not her fault. Yeah. Like uh, I'll say. Yeah, no. I mean, it, <laughs> what they did is they just took the woman who had made it big in Memoirs of Geisha, which I'm still working my way through that book, and she was also in the uh, Red Lantern and Farewell My Concubine. Don't watch Farewell My Concubine. Uh, but she's a lot, a lot of, of f- movies about prostitutes. <laughs> Geishas are not actually pro- uh, we'll I talk never, about anime anyway, later. <laughs> <laughs> Trap-sprung idiot. a little sidebar about, like, we... about a book I'm reading is I actually thought they were prostitutes until I got to page 130. So the movie explains, <laughs> oh, I mean, sorry, the book explains, oh, they're actually different. Fucking Bakugaijin. So I felt bad about that. Yeah, they're look, they're prostitutes. Her, look, her sure. accent
2: is the same as the Keanu Reeves and Dracula's. like... Look, I mean, that's the accent's not great, but, watch. <laughs> but there's a director on set that could be like, "Hey, cut, let's try it this way."
0: But like, I, like, I don't know. I I thought her accent was fine.
1: It's it really is not. It's as not nice uh, as again. Heard. It's it's not the accent that's the problem. It's it's that, the delivery, like, I guess. It's, yeah, she's like not speaking sentences. Like it's I. You really have to see it to like I, I don't know. Like, I, like, like not not that I'm suggesting people should see this
0: movie, <laughs> but i i don't know i didn't i didn't really think it was that bad i think it's more that i like her character because up to this point i've got no reason to even remember colin Farrell's name in this it's besides the fact that he says it's sunny like three times in the beginning but i i had no attachment to him i actually wrote down i have no attachment to these characters i don't care if they live or die but when she comes in he kind of attaches himself to her and i'm like well i don't know maybe this will develop into something and that was like the one thing i kind of carried throughout the movie i think like every movie i watch even if it's like kind of lousy or not really interesting to me if i got like one thing to carry with me uh i'll sort of attach myself to that and i i kind of like their doomed relationship Awesome. Dude, I don't know, I've never different.
2: wanted a mojito so badly in my
1: life than when they
0: right? go out. Yeah. Oh my god! I thought it was romantic. I kind of liked a little bit of romance that they had. I, I knew it wasn't. No, I, I, got, I, I but, do. I do agree.
1: Yeah. And like, I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with interpersonal chemistry. That a lot of that didn't work no. for me. But I think Again, the other like chemistry in the movie. A, a really flat performance and a performance that doesn't belong in this movie put next to each other, and I'm just like, mm, 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 mm.
2: like I like but, that it gave them a lot of time. Yeah, mostly because Jamie Fox. That's
1: what I was going to say. I was like, the less Jamie Fox, <laughs> he just needs, kept the more boringly
0: that we have.
1: Uh, I, hey, uh, I was I was fun. relieved every time he was. gone yeah. Other than you know when I knew that like shit was about to yeah. go down because like I like the ordering of this movie is like a little bit hazy and confusing in my head despite just watching oh, it little. again. Like, I like I know there's Nazis. I know there's like a speedboat chase. I know there's like a different speedboat chase. Like I almost forgot about the Nazis. <laughs> I I don't know why there are Nazis They don't do Nazi things They're just like oh well who's delivering these drugs Oh it's the Nazis let's go to the Nazi headquarters For five minutes alright they're gone from the movie Moving on They do call them the White
0: Uh
2: That scene though where uh, Jamie Foxx's girlfriend is tied up <laughs> And that dude just gets Fucking murked it's, is That
0: was a good a scene good. That, that would remind me of that the is, scene that's... You know the one from Triple Threat uh, <laughs> god, terrible, there are several
2: good scenes in this movie yeah, there there are it's a shame that it's like 2 hours and 20 I minutes Really,
0: even with these good scenes it's still the rest of the movie is so fucking stultifying that I can't even give it an honest to god recommendation I just don't really like this movie very much I guess
1: I, you're not yeah. wrong because like, like, I
2: even like when I'm digging, like, oh, I love this soundtrack, and then a fucking audio slave song starts. Like, what yeah, are we doing? You know, doing? That's the thing.
0: It's like I, I, I'm just now thinking about it. It's like it's not just the fact that it's two and a half hours long, because you can have a long movie that's like this. It still works. heats a long movie and heats a masterpiece.
1: Heat is a very long yeah, movie. It's,
0: it's three hours, right? Isn't like three hours and four minutes or something like that. But it's really oh, yeah. good. Like, I recommend it, And it everywhere. uses every
1: minute yeah. of it. This is like, it's 220, and like, if this were 65 minutes long, I would have gotten it.
0: Yeah, like, I'm looking at my watch while I'm watching this. I can't remember Jamie Foxx's name. He's supposed to be one of the main characters here. He has top billing and states that, man. I just, I could not get into this.
1: I, I Parker, I'm glad you brought up the fact that that audio slave is just playing in this movie because I had multiple forgotten... times. Yeah, I, I had forgotten the second audio oh, slave. Yeah, song.
0: was 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 it uh, their cover or something of that fucking uh, Genesis? No, that was no, Phil no, we that will get was... there. It yeah, will get there. We, we will we... fucking get because it... I had
3: forgotten
1: who performed that. Yeah, sort of... imagine yeah.
2: my. Well, I see you too. checked the wiki and did an El Presidente laugh. I see. <laughs> Wait, who did? Yeah. That? <laughs> we'll get there all right, what's
0: next because those are all my but
2: like, god this movie god damn like this movie starts so strong you just start in the middle of this they're just at a club and lincoln park and jay-z are playing and then a dude gets murked by a fucking 18 wheeler and then it's just disjointed okay we're gonna get the drugs oh my guys will be there no our guys will be there speedboat no we found your drugs all right they're they're fucking now and we're like an hour 40 and it's like yeah
1: we're like an hour 40 when they go to cuba like we're just in a brand new place brand new place with two characters that we know and a bunch of other shit going on and i don't really know how it connects to the rest of the movie we're just in cuba for the sake of being in cuba
2: there's an awful cgi explosion that's like the worst looking thing (laughs) i've ever seen in an already beautiful movie just the worst explosion you've ever seen, and now it's personal for Jamie Foxx's character. I don't care. Yeah. Let's Should just
1: we just just get, get to get the yes, Let's yeah. just get
2: to the shootout. Where <laughs> <laughs> nod point, everyone's favorite hard rock band from the two thousands play their entire cover of "In the Air Tonight." <sighs> when I learned after the fact that that was not in the theatrical version. What? I've never been angrier to watch the director's <laughs> cut in my fucking life.
1: It's so fucking. It plays twice. I know. It what? just starts over.
2: <laughs> like, like, there's a thing like, this sounds familiar. And then when they get to the chorus, I, like, I audibly gasped out loud in my living room at my computer <laughs> screen. I was so upset do-do-do-do-do-do with those shitty fucking new metal drums
0: it, it's yeah. it's like the most neutered version of that song you could possibly play you know there's sucks, all the nuts sucks. from it just nothing at all fun about that song every single time you hear that song come on the radio you know you don't even need to adjust your little black dial because you know the drums fuck you <laughs> Sorry. you know the drums are going to come in at the right volume and this there is like It's like not even like, the right tempo or anything.
1: It like, might as you, well have been
0: a drum machine. There's
2: one thing in that song you have to nail. How <laughs> yeah, do you fuck it. that up? Boy, what a fucking great metaphor for this movie. <laughs> a shitty cover that should work, but just bails on every possible yeah. aspect. Except for the shootout. Shootout's, Shootout's all good.
0: right. I mean, I was shootout watching. Shootout is yeah. real sad. Like, I was You can tell they had shooters. that. This one kind of. You know, about classes a lot. You could tell it's he had memory. to
2: rewrite the entire ending. He's like, all right, all, all these exotic locations. There's just some shipyards. That's <laughs> fine. Don't worry about it. I'm sure they had some grand epic finale planned until they were like, Yeah. well, we're going to go to Fort Lauderdale and just find these, yeah. these like, turnover boxes.
1: You have this this, this like sick 10-minute shootout. You have the reveal that they're actually cops and like she leaves. And then... Normally, like in a normal movie, the movie's just over at this point. like like you might get like one scene where they wrap it up, and that's it. Instead, we go to that weird beach house where she gives him the "I must return to my home planet," and then just fucks Ooh, off relax? and then the movie ends <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: like I too love the shootout because like it's fil- it's so dark, and it all you see are just like bodies moving, muzzle flashes the sound is good because it's a fucking Michael Mann And you Michael still Mann know movie. where yeah, everyone yeah. is
0: or where they ought to be or where they could possibly be. And that's good. You can tell right. a lot you of could, went into you,
1: Yeah, like, I feel like even having not seen this in a few days, I could, like, diagram yeah. the shit out. And, like, that's that's good filmmaking. It reminds like, me of the
0: way of crawl. Like, when we get in there, we know the layout of that basement, you know? And that's a good thing. Uh but the thing is I don't want to compare this movie too much to Crawl Crawl's a very very different movie but Crawl was consistent Better. and Miami Vice is not a very consistent movie
1: it's just a fucking mess man and it sucks because like it really is like 60% of a good yeah. movie like I, it's it's frustrating because like you see the good parts and go oh now we're going somewhere and then it doesn't and then oh we're going somewhere and then it doesn't yeah. Like that Never scene
2: knows. in the very beginning when those guys are like, "Hey, how long have you been in the FBI?" and you get that in the car cam of them just getting lit the fuck up. Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous of just stuffing, flying everywhere. Oh my
0: god! I'm just glad I didn't see you this in a love theater. To see it. I think if I had seen this in a theater, I would have been fidgeting.
2: Oh yeah, I would. Mean, I was. Yeah, I was definitely yeah, fidgeting out. at home. Yeah, Is that what you <laughs> call it? so it really was an hour in, and yes, <laughs> it was. I think like right at the hour mark, I was like, "Man, I don't." I don't really care Like I even opened the, the wikipedia Cause Well sometimes I've reached for my phone And I've realized like Oh I probably missed Something important And let me read through it's like No I just don't Okay So they're connected To that And that person Yeah I don't care
3: I
0: just I don't care Which hurts me Cause it's Michael Mann yeah. But it's okay, okay. He's got care. other movies That are really good So any final thoughts On Miami Vice
2: 60% of a good movie It's putting it very well yeah. It starts very strong and then it, it starts to tape and you're like, okay, a lot of movies have like slow middles.
1: And then that middle just keeps going.
0: Yeah.
1: And it keeps going.
0: And you get pretty sick Anyway,
2: up.
1: I can give I just wish. I just wish she went back to more Lincoln Park. <laughs> God
2: same. Not fucking
1: audio slave. What are we doing? They're different. Damn
0: it, Michael. We're gonna find a, <laughs> we're gonna find an audio slave movie for Parker. Uh, I can give a very hearty oh, recommendation for Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, Two dude, Same the, next week. Same this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's <laughs> move on to the game of games.
2: God, imagine Miami Vice with Tyrese Gibson and Paul Walker. Better
0: movie. That is incredible movie. I,
1: I would like paint one of the rooms in my house in like, the <laughs> scheme of that movie. Like, <laughs> let's be real. God. All right. So, uh, so game of games. A lot of teams on bye this week. Um, the Big loser here was Parker, who went three and five. Not a bad week. But uh, Chris and I were tied. We were both three and three coming into the Monday night oh. game.
3: Oh, Went head to head hey.
1: for the uh, the chance to assign Parker a movie. We almost had the tie, and we had to break out some stupid tiebreaker that wouldn't. <laughs> oh like, no! You know, I, I know what a disaster! I can't believe we missed that. Do it anyway. So uh, <laughs> Parker, you're gonna be watching Wait. a very good movie this week. Called the Ringer. Called now, Burning what Bright. What do you say? Good. I burning bright is a movie that you will enjoy i've definitely okay. heard of this loud and clear Alex, you you mentioned it this is, on the podcast didn't you i talked about it on the crawl right. episode and uh just, i'm very excited for parker to watch this parker. oh that movie <laughs> oh <laughs> that movie yeah
2: i got oh okay okay i've looked at the cast i know what you mean now okay okay
1: would you would you, would you like to share with the class? Well, I
2: pulled it up on IMDb and I got to. A thriller centered on a young woman and her autistic little brother who are trapped in a house. And I was like, okay, that one. And then I saw Ravenous Tiger, and then I saw Meatloaf. I was like, okay, it's all, <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. I remember now.
1: Ravenous Tiger. And this one, unlike the animals in Primal, is actually a real tiger.
2: And that's the T, sis.